As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Let's Just Talk, featuring Katherine Riker. Brought to you by Lawrence Allen, Global Executive Search Professional, author of The Tree of Liberty, Apteca Naturel, Backwell Syllable Backholder, Dan Perkins, Registered Investment Advisor, and author of The Brotherhood of the Red Nile Series, Dr. James Butler, DDS, Gravity First Mattress, iMarketing, Magic Nutrition, Swan Montgomery, Top Musician, Engineer, and Performer, with solo album, Oghound. And Ultimate Air Show. Now, here's Catherine with Let's Just Talk on W4CY. Hi, this is Catherine Raker of Let's Just Talk. And today's subject is, is the VA's accountability gap continuing in the aftermath of the scandal? More than a year after suffering a nationwide scandal, The Department of Veterans Affairs is still struggling to regain the trust of veterans in public redemption. We have as our guest today, Louis Chelly, Director of the American Legion's Veterans Affairs and Rehabilitation Division in Washington, D.C. And you know, veterans across the nation are dead after waiting months or years for medical appointments, yet not a single Veterans Affairs executive has been fired for involvement in last year's wait time scandal linked to these deaths. In fact, many employees connected to the scandal remain on the VA's payroll to this day. The April 2014 discovery of secret wait lists for medical appointments in data manipulation at the Phoenix VA Medical Center quickly spread into the nationwide scandal, uncovering 110 VA facilities across the country using the same practice. Yet VA has not fired one single executive for gaming the system by manipulating wait time data and ordering employees to falsify information. We want to welcome you to our show, uh, Louis Kelly. Um, and you know, I work with I work with so many veterans every day. So this is a really important subject for all of us and for our relatives, our friends, and everyone else. So how is the American Legion holding the VA accountable? Excellent question, Catherine. Thank you for asking. If the American Legion has deployed a nationwide town hall uh, meeting where we have gone town to town, state by state, and we're sitting with veterans and asking them what, what services are they lacking, what is it that they're missing, or what is it that they're finding that is successful within the VA. Ironically, what we're not hearing are complaints about wait times. What we are hearing, which is just as disturbing, is the fact that veterans are, are telling us 
that many of them are getting appointments made within 30 days, and just a short time before that appointment is due is due to materialize, they get another call from the VA canceling the appointment for unknown reasons and then rescheduling to a later date. And this is a trend that we're starting to see across the country and something that we're investigating now. Should we make the President of the United States and all of the other um, main officials in, in Washington responsible as well for this? The, you know, the, the congressional... Uh, the congressional bodies have definitely stepped up to the plate and called for accountability with the Department of Veterans Affairs. The President of the United States listened to the American Legion and asked for the resignation of, of Secretary Shinseki. So we believe that the, that the highest levels of government have taken notice and are getting engaged, and we just want to make sure that the highest levels of leadership within the VA are also taking shape. Now, we understand that the VA is, is a huge organization. It's the, largest healthcare, uh, it's the largest healthcare provider in the nation. It's got over 320,000 employees. And it's going to take some time to convince those employees that it's okay to come forward and let, and let your bosses know that there's wrongdoing going on. Because an inbred culture doesn't happen overnight. And this wrongdoing that was permitted to happen happened over years and years of malfeasance. So it's going to take some time to turn it around, but we do expect to see greater results than we've seen today from Secretary McDonald withholding people accountable. As you mentioned earlier in your piece, no one has been fired yet based on the wait time scandals, even though it has been admitted that these wait times were manipulated. We're not sure why that happened. So we, we supported legislation through Congress, which was subsequently passed, that gave the secretary more authority to fire poor performers. And we're hoping to see him start to use that here in the near future. You know, if this was on, the pri if this was in the private sector, it wouldn't, you know, this wouldn't even happen, basically. It would happen, but it would be heads rolling right away. I can't what? understand, after all this time, why they can't walk in and actually fire these people. Give me a break. Well, Catherine, that's a really good point. And you, you bring up an important, uh, an important note, and that is that the VA has a statutory obligation to tell on itself, where private hospitals do not. So we're not really sure what's happening in private hospitals except for what we might hear in isolated court cases. But by and large, the, the VA is, is required by law to let Congress know where their shortcomings and weaknesses are. So the veterans usually get a much higher delivery of service and much higher quality of health care at VA hospitals, mainly because of that. So you say wait times haven't improved for, for medical you know, appointments at VA mm -hmm. facilities. What can we do as citizens to make this change for our relatives, ourselves, and whatever? That's an excellent question, Catherine. Get involved. Vote. Go to the American Legion website at legion.org. Let us know how you feel. If you want to donate, you're welcome to donate. If you want to join the American Legion as a wartime era veteran, you're welcome to do that. Ohio has, three, uh, has almost a million veterans, and about three-quarters of them are wartime era veterans. Citizens can volunteer. We provide the VA with almost a million hours of volunteer services every single year. So we're involved at all levels of the VA, not only at the highest levels in Washington, D.C., where we speak to these leaders every day, but also at the grassroots levels and at the, at the VA clinics. And we're in there every single day providing services. And your listeners are more than welcome to join us. Well, you know, I have something to tell you. I'm involved in a program called Songs and Stories for Soldiers. .us. Oh, that's wonderful. And actually, we're in some of the VA hospitals, and we want to be in every VA hospital. And we're giving um, wonderful MP3 players to every single veteran that's in the hospital that we can serve that is in also um, active duty. And it helps our wounded warriors. It helps them go through uh, the situation of PTSD. And um, we would love to work with you um, and, and get this to every single uh, veterans hospital out there. And 
Walter Reed. We're in Walter. We're going to be in Walter Reed this year. So there's a lot of things that are happening, and we did it within a year's time, which I think is short. And uh, we care, and I care about veterans because we served with them for over 41 years, and I was a, um, a uh, military wife. Um, as for a Marine and also Air Force. And with this Memorial Day weekend, it's really important to really push forward and help the American Legion and help our veterans as much as we can. Catherine, thank you so much for your efforts. And people don't realize what an important service it is that you're providing because these comfort items are often the types of items that are overlooked by the Department of Defense with our recovering warriors. You know, the Department of Defense and the Department of Veterans Affairs provide world-class, cutting-edge medical care, but we treat them like soldiers. When they're in the hospital, you know, they're, they're expected to rehabilitate, and sometimes we forget they need things like MP3 players, comic books, underwear, toothbrushes. Well, not toothbrushes. They get provided that. But these comfort items that make them feel better and more connected to the community are, are vitally important, and the services that you're providing are very much appreciated by these veterans. I can absolutely guarantee you that. Well, thank you. I'm going to have the person that, um, the wonderful person that started Songs and Stories, who is a veteran, Dan Perkins, came up with Songs and Stories for Soldiers, and I'm going to have him contact you because I think this is really an important program that we really, really need to have for our veterans. They even have an eight-hour tape that puts them to sleep at night. So it's got everything. And thank you so very much. And where can people get more information? So the American Legion website, legion.org, has all the information you need to, to, to know to learn more about the Legion, to become a member if you're a veteran and qualified to, to become a member if you want to volunteer with our VAVS program in VA hospitals. The American Legion is only as strong and only as powerful as, as its membership. We're the largest veteran service organization in the nation, and Congress only listens to us because of our members and because we represent the voters of the United States of America. So we implore veterans with a declining veteran population, it's more important now than ever to let your voices be heard and join the American Legion. And thank you so much for your service. Thank you, Catherine. We'll be right back. And we'll be right back on Catherine Breaker's Let's Just Talk. Thank you so much, Lou. I really appreciate it. Catherine will be right back. You're listening to Let's Just Talk on W4CY. Magic Mind is the energy drink that will get you thinking. Magic Mind contains Zembrum, and evidence supports the use of Zembrum for multiple benefits, including cognitive function, focus, improved mood, and reduced stress. Magic Mind is a focus-enhancing beverage developed with a unique selection of the South American plant selenium. This natural plant extract combined with our proprietary blend of ingredients is designed to improve cognitive function, stress reduction, and mood enhancement, providing confidence and focus. Get Magic Mind and get energized for life. Get Magic Mind today by visiting www.magicnutrition.com. That's Magic Mind at www.magicnutrition.com. The Brotherhood of the Red Nile, America Responds. This is the final installment of the Brotherhood Trilogy, and over this series we've been attacked by terrorists using weapons of mass destruction and have begun to rebuild America from all the destruction. In the last book, America Responds, the Pathfinders have been charged to find the Brotherhood. Just as they're ready to close in and capture the Brotherhood, the President tells them, just follow them. The President develops a plan of attack not just on the Brotherhood, but on terrorists worldwide. Will the President's plan work? Will the Pathfinders succeed? Find out in the final book of the Brotherhood Trilogy, The Brotherhood of the Red Nile, America Responds. For more information, go to www.danperkinsatsanibel.com. That's www.danperkinsatsanibel.com. Dan Perkins' new book, also available at Amazon.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness. 
much of which surfaces during the darkness of night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers was created to serve veterans who deal with the lack of sleep due to their injuries. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides a free MP3 player for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. To learn how you can help, go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us to help a veteran make it through the night. Hi, this is Catherine Raker of Let's Just Talk. My favorite tool in my kitchen and garage is the Bagwell sealable bag holder. It's like having an extra set of hands to help you in the kitchen or the garage or anywhere. The Bagwell is quick and easy to use. Just pop it open, fold back a cup on the baggie, spread the cup over four sturdy arms, and you're ready to pour, fill, seal, and store with no spilling. It works great with snack foods, pasta dishes, anything that you have left over. It's dishwasher safe and folds flat for easy storage. Plus, it eliminates the clutter and stacks of tubs and lids in your cabinets and dishwasher. So, you can use it all over the house, anywhere you can use a baggie. Order a bag well for yourself, your friends, your family, for anyone who could use a helping hand. And guess what? They have a special at $6.99. Go to www.thebagwell.com. We're back. You're listening to Let's Just Talk with Katherine Raker on W4CY. Good morning, everyone. I'm very excited about our next guest. She is a filmmaker. She's a producer. She's a writer. She's a director, and she's an actor. And her name is Kim Marie of Mirror Dog Productions. And her new film is Urban Myths. I'm so excited about having you on our show today. Kim, welcome to our show. Good morning, Catherine. I'm excited to be here. You know, you're in Michigan, but you produce in Michigan and California most of the time, am I correct? Yes. You do. That is right, yeah. yeah. Um, how long have you been an actor or an actress? Um, I started over 15 years ago. I started off in Michigan um, modeling and acting, and then I made the big move to California. And now, are you living in Michigan all the time now, or do you just go back and forth onto each coast? Um, right now, I'm, I'm pretty much full-time in Michigan, but I do travel back to L.A. quite a bit. And you're a friend of my friends, <laughs> Ellie Griego and Swan, Dave, David Swan Montgomery, and we all work together, so it makes it even more fun, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, you yeah, know, great guy. A great guy. How did you, uh, did you write the script for, Mir- uh, for this new uh, Urban Miss, or who did? I wrote the script. You wrote the script, and... Tell us a little bit about it, if you don't mind. I wrote the script based off of um, true events and uh, myths and legends that exist in Michigan. I did a lot of researching, and I wanted to um, really delve into the characters from different levels so that everybody in the audience that was watching the film, no matter what age range, could identify with somebody in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I took a lot of time to really pay attention to the, the characters and the storyline. Right. Um, has it been an easy road doing it? No. No? That's <laughs> never an easy road making a movie. You know, that's it's the funny part about that the people don't understand how much work you put into it. Um, before you, or how long it takes. Right, before you even get the first dollar, right? Oh, absolutely. And um, were your parents encouraging on your project in your family? Um. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So you know, you know, the funny thing sometimes relatives, you know, you you get excited about projects, right? And you talk about it and everything, and then all of a sudden they go, "Oh well, that's all right." You know, <laughs> just like move on. And I just wondered, you know, sometimes who was your mentor? Do you think? Well, well, first with the, with with family and friends that don't know the business, um, it is. I've I've actually talked to some of them and. And they said, you know, Kim, it's just really hard for us to wrap wrap our heads around your vision because you don't understand. We watch it and we think about what it would be like, but you're actually doing it. Right. So there's such a difference for them, and it's so surreal to them that 
they they see how much work because they've watched what I've gone through to make mm-hmm. Urban Mist to where it is today, and and they just see how much blood, sweat, and tears really go into it, and and how much sacrifice and how much time it consumes and how much energy and mm-hmm. just everything that you have to put into making the film from start to finish. It's the same way. Uh, it's the same way actually in television and sometimes radio. I mean, oh, people yeah. people don't realize what you have to do to prepare for it. And what time you're up, right, and, you know, when I was typing you last night, it was like, I don't know, almost midnight, and sometimes I'm up until 3 o'clock in the morning, and people don't get that, and they don't see all the the time, and then you've got your editor, you've got all these different people that you're, it's like a symphony, wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree it's like a symphony, it's oh, like yeah. an orchestra? yeah. So it's an orchestra, and you, it's up to you to make the music when you're the producer, the writer, the director, and, and right. like you, you know, you're the host, and it's, and you're right, like, well, I was emailing you back at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't sleep much either. Yeah, you're um, like, you're like me. So you can call me anytime, <laughs> because I'm usually, I'm usually up. That's the scary part of it. Don't have any of my fans calling me at that time. I'd be really upset. <laughs> You know, but um, it's amazing. Um, I've been doing this, you know, I just started back in the movie business uh, about uh, two years ago. And I'll tell you, um, it's people don't realize how many how many hours are on the set, how many things can happen. (laughs) So, you you know, how long did it take you to do Urban Myths exactly? From just the principal photography part of it or from everything? Right, from everything. From everything. Um, Two years. Two years. That's two years of your life. Can I ask you a question? During that period of time, are you making money? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> not off of that. <laughs> not off of that is right. So what we, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is unless you're a major star that's on the air all the time, either television, radio, whatever it may be, right, uh, you got to have a day job or you've got to have something to supplement that income. Am I correct? Yes, until, until you, you can get to that level where you just have project following project, you do. You really need to keep your pipeline filled, your rice bowl filled. That's right. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to explain to people that that is part of it. And, you know, um, it's funny because I have to tell you something. I was looking, because a lot of people want me to explain, since I'm always raising money too now for films, um, how everything works. And you're never going to believe what I found online. I found online a How to Do a Film by Jason Brubeck. And it is 65 different things, you know, different points that go into it for people that have never, ever even heard about how to do a movie. And I thought, how brilliant was that? <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? I'm not trying to sell this guy, but it makes it a lot easier when you're looking and explaining to investors what goes into a movie. Oh, right. And, and that's what people don't understand, too, is a lot of times why it takes so long for investors because a lot of new investors that are interested, you have to educate them. That's my point. And then they have to digest it, and then then they make their decision. So it could take months to a year before somebody will come through and say, "Okay, now I'm ready. Now I get it. Now I can wrap my mind around and I see how this works." And I really, and then they're excited and they want to be a part of it. That's right. Um, I almost want to take them to the set, to the meetings, to everything that goes on, so they can see how it works. They can see. The uh, above the line, they can see below the line, they can see all the different financials on it, but to understand what it does, why distribution is important, why all the after sells of the product that you have, correct? Right. Well, the marketing is the, the marketing is is part the of biggest it. part of it. So, mm-hmm. And that's the reason why people come to me all the time is because of the marketing part of it. And then you have to do something in order to, you know, there's films out there that are absolutely the best films I've ever seen that have never been on the big screen. True? Right. No, that is true. And, you know, the the marketing, I I have a marketing background myself, and I think that 
helps me bring a different um, flavor to my projects because I have a outside the box thinking mind that I know how to market this and make it a sellable product. Even from the this, this point of just starting to write it, I'm not writing a, a project. I write it around what I know the budget might be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I write it around. I write it around the marketability of the film too, while still being able to get the message and all of the powerful. Um, powerful things that I want to get through that film out to the audience. Um, you know, I keep a lot of things in the back of my mind where some artists um, don't do that. They just they write from a different place and hope to be able to get it made. Let me ask you a question. Has anybody ever asked you to translate it into another language or use subtitles? No, not yet. I'll tell you Have what. You? No, well, here's I'm working on one right now because... A person came to me, I'm not going to disclose what language we're talking about or the person, but it was a really darn good idea because there's so many of these people in America that are not getting it. And if they don't understand English enough, right, they speak English, but they don't understand, they want to listen to it in their own language or they want to see the subtitles of it. Why aren't we doing more of that? That's another that's another audience altogether. That's another show. Huh? That's another show. That's another show. That's another Yeah, I want to have you on again for that because I want to have her on with us because she came up with the idea and I thought to myself, you know, this is brilliant. Why in America do we not think like people from other countries? You know, if we want to watch uh, a program from Spain or whatever that wins an Academy Award, right? It's subtitled. Or it's converted into our language. And I think that we're such a melting pot, Kim, that this is really a good idea. That's a great idea. You know? I didn't realize there was that much of a need for it. I just assumed that they do that automatically. No, not automatically. They don't. And um, and she's brilliant in herself. And I'm thinking to myself, she's looking at her situation. I mean, my grandparents came in from Poland, right? And even though they spoke English... They did speak Polish, you know, whatever. And Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm thinking to myself, why are we not, if people want to help us, and we're looking for investors, right? And they say, well, look, we'll invest in your in your movie or whatever if you trans if you even subtitle it or you translate it for us, we'll do it. Why wouldn't we go after that money? Oh, absolutely. I think that's a brilliant idea. So we'll talk about it after the show. But um, tell me, um, how close are you to releasing the movie right now? Or are you still raising funds? Um, we're still raising some funds for post and um, to finish it up. Okay. So hopefully soon, soon. So there's, tell, there's tell, definitely some interest in it out there, so we want to make sure that we get it out there for everybody well, to see. Well, maybe I will just put you in touch with this lovely lady. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, because I think it's something that's really exciting. It's about kids, right? It's about learning. It's it's you're on a spring break camping trip. Is that correct? Oh, right. Yeah, and they and they're each going through each each kid. There's six of them, and and they're all going through their own um, journey of self discovery. But we just play it out in a different way to keep the keep the attention of, of kids. Um, so we kind of get down to their level, and it's just kind of a way that they can relate to each of these kids. There's, you know, they all mm-hmm. they all have something to stand for, including the the adults in the film, the, the high school teacher. You know, he's a military veteran, so. You know, people that are have been served in the military will be able to identify with him, and, and there's just some um, different things about the film that makes it uh, the twists and turns, and just 
takes them on a really great journey and keeps everybody on the edge of their seat. And, you know, and that's important, I think, uh, is to keep people on their seat and to do good movies, right, that are that the family can go to see or a teenager oh, can go to see. Um, I, you know, I'm working on one right now about a young preteen, and uh, I'm very excited about that one. So I want to see, I mean, if we don't do it, nobody's going to do it, right? And, you know, the, the great thing with urban myths is I wanted, to, I wanted to leave more to the imagination, so I kind of relate to reading a book. So right. when you're reading a book, you leave a lot up to the imagination. So um, I had spoken to Dick Van Dyke one time, and, and he had given me some tips and some pointers. And, and a lot of the mentors I had in Hollywood were from back in the 60s and 70s, and all those guys and gals have worked and produced and wrote, and they gave me some amazing advice. And... I try to. I want to make my movies like that. We don't need to show the gore and and the the sex and and all the nudity and all those types of things in all these films if there's no purpose for it. And this is a film that probably will be PG, PG-13, and um, and I made sure that we kept it such because I want it to be a family movie. I want them. I want somebody who would normally go see a gore movie. A thriller movie because they think it's going to be gory to be able to enjoy a thriller movie, a suspense movie, without having the visual, let their own imagination decide for them what it's going to be. Right. Well, we're going to have a film festival here in Cincinnati. I'm very excited about it. It's going to be in October, and I'm going to introduce you to Mike Luce, uh, if you don't know him. And uh, how much money do you need to finish? Um, we need about seventy-five thousand to finish. Okay. We'll see what we can help you with. Okay. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. And can you do me a favor? Can you give us your website? And is there, there's not a trailer out there yet, is there? Um, it's not public, but we do have a, a three-minute teaser trailer of some of the footage that we'd be more than happy to send somebody if they're interested in seeing it. Okay. That's um, great. Yeah. So and they can go to mirrordogproductions.com or um, com to see more about Urban Myth. Okay, and we'd love to have you on our television show, too, so give us a call. I'd love to do it, yeah. And we're very excited about it, Kim, and congratulations, okay? Thank you, too, Catherine. Have Thank a great you. weekend. Thank you. And we'll be right back on Catherine Raker's Let's Just Talk. We'll be right back. Catherine will be right back. You're listening to Let's Just Talk on W4CY. Hi, this is Catherine Raker of Let's Just Talk. You know, our new sponsor is Celestial Cruises, and they invite you to enjoy the real Greek experience sailing to some of the most popular picture postcard destinations in the Mediterranean, as well as the off-beaten-path villages and islands throughout Greece and Turkey. Breathtaking gems of the region. Sailing with Celestial Cruises is truly an unforgettable and authentically rich Greek experience, and it awaits you and your family. Their intimate, small to mid-sized cruise vessels visiting ports that are not accessible to other big cruise lines. They have 64 themed cruises showcasing the region's archaeology, culture, and heritage. For more information or to book your cruise, contact 877-337-4665 or go to their website at www.celestialcruises.com. iMarketing.com provides easily editable websites to small business owners. And if they don't want to make the changes to the site themselves, they can simply email their changes to iMarketing.com and they'll take care of it at no additional cost. Websites cost only $795 and hosting, which includes all maintenance of the website, is only $39.95 a month. iMarketing.com is also a Google certified partner, which means you'll get your website listed on over 1,000 search engines across the Internet very quickly. iMarketing.com works with Google Daily to create campaigns and optimize them. Let iMarketing.com help you get your share of the web by calling 513-942-7869 or you can email iMarketing.com at sales at i-mktg.com today. Let's Just Talk is proud to have teen expert Kelsey Lee. Kelsey covers the teen scene for Let's Just Talk. Kelsey started acting when she was just three years old, and she's a fantastic teen that loves fashion, computers, animals, and acting. And make sure you listen for Kelsey Lee on Catherine Raker's Let's Just Talk, right here on Christian Talk 1160. 
Hi, this is Katherine Raker. You know it's hard to find a good dentist and great dental care in order to have a great smile. People compliment me all the time for my beautiful smile, and I owe it to Dr. James E. Butler, my dentist and dental expert on our shows. Dr. Butler is the founder of Innovative Dental Implants and has helped thousands of patients get their smile back. Dr. James Butler is a certified instructor for many implant placements and has taught other general dentists the art and science of successful implant surgery since 2006. At IDI, they have a ceramic dental layup right in their facility to ensure the highest quality craftsmanship and artistry that dentistry has to offer. IDI works with you to give you just what you've always wanted, a beautiful, confident smile, and the ability to eat all the foods you've been missing. Give them a call today for a free, no-obligation, new patient experience. Call 614-529-0062, that's 614-529-0062, or visit IDISmile.com. Hi, this is Katherine Raker of Let's Just Talk. You know, our new sponsor is Celestial Cruises, and they invite you to enjoy the real Greek experience sailing to some of the most popular picture postcard destinations in the Mediterranean, as well as the off-beaten-path villages and islands throughout Greece and Turkey. Breathtaking gems of the region. Sailing with Celestial Cruises is truly an unforgettable and authentically rich Greek experience, and it awaits you and your family. They're intimate, small to mid-sized cruise vessels visiting ports that are not accessible to other big cruise lines. They have 64 themed cruises showcasing the region's archaeology, culture, and heritage. For more information or to book your cruise, contact 877-337-4665 or go to their website at www.celestialcruises.com. Do you fly to New York City, Chicago, or Charlotte? Give Ultimate Air Shuttle a try and get VIP treatment for the cost of commercial from CVG or Lunkin. Book now at ultimateairshuttle.com. Ultimate Air Shuttle flights are public charters sold and operated by Ultimate Jet Charters, LLC, as direct air carrier. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers was created to serve veterans who deal with the lack of sleep due to their injuries. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides a free MP3 player for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. To learn how you can help, go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us to help a veteran make it through the night. We're back. You're listening to Let's Just Talk with Katherine Raker on W4CY. Hi, this is Katherine Raker of Let's Just Talk, and we have with us today Sharon Joss, and she is the winner of the L. Ron Hubbard Writers of the Future uh, big event that they do once a year. And um, can you, we want to welcome you to our show today. How are you? Thank you, Katherine. I'm happy to be here. And you sound like you're not a teenager. Uh, no, no, I can't say that I am. <laughs> so anyhow, have you been writing for a long time? I started writing full-time in 2009. 2009. I um, have had a full career in high-tech and um, high technology. Mm-hmm. And um, after getting laid off from my job in 2009, I decided to write full-time. That's a pretty ambitious situation, isn't it, for someone it um, is, and uh, kind of scary, too, but um, I was following my path, and um, this is something that I never realized how much I would enjoy it. Um, you know, this is a, a new chapter in my life, and I'm very excited about it. Your father was a college biology professor. Is that true? That's true. He, te- he taught at uh, California State uh, University in San Luis Obispo. 
He worked as a waitress, a bartender, and an operating system software programmer. Am I right? Yes, that's correct. And you actually worked for the Space Shuttle Columbia. Uh, yes, the Space Shuttle Columbia. I worked for Rockwell International in Seal Beach, California in the uh, early 80s. Right. Uh, do you miss that? Uh, it was a fun time. Uh, it was very exciting, very thrilling. But, um, you know, as your skills grow, um, it's kind of nice not to have to be on call 24 hours a day. So um, I-, I like my life now even more. Um, are you married and have children? I am not married, and I have a dog named Rowan. Mm-hmm. Um, no kids. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? Now you've lived in upstate New York and Idaho, and you decided to return to Oregon. Yes. What part I was of born in Oregon, uh-huh. and um, I loved upstate New York. Um, I, I moved there with my company, mm-hmm. but the winters are pretty brutal, and. Um, I lived in Rochester, and uh, Portland, Oregon is the sister city of Rochester, and it does not have the snow. So um, coming back to my roots, as it were, uh, was something I really enjoyed, and I love living here. Now tell me how you heard about the L. Ron Hubbard event and how you you know, submitted your work, and did you submit more than one short story? Um, I first heard about the contest um, at a writer's workshop in 2012. Uh, two of the women in that, writer's conf- in that writer's workshop told me about the contest. Never heard of it before. And they said, oh, you really, you've got to submit for this, Sharon. So I looked it up and I started submitting some of the earlier short stories I'd written. And um, it took me about six tries, but uh, finally this last year, uh, the story I submitted did win. So you didn't you didn't give up? No, no. The, and that's really the secret. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the really great benefits of the Writers of the Future contest is there's a deadline every quarter. Mm-hmm. So it's a great opportunity for, um, you know, new writers like myself to get used to writing regularly. And writing regularly is one of the best ways of improving your craft. So when you have a a deadline every quarter to submit a new short story by, it really helps you focus on writing. And so how many, well, you told me you did six times. Um, What did you come out of or come back with after you won? Were you surprised when you won? Uh, Well, um, the whole process takes quite a while. And um, I was thrilled when I uh, won, Um, but I thought it was a pretty good story. It was the best story I'd written to date, so I hoped it would win. Yes, I was excited, and and I cried and got all excited, Um, but um, I knew it was the best story I'd written to that point. Can you tell us a little bit about the plot? Uh, The story is a coming-of-age story about a young girl living on a a colonized planet in the far distant future, and uh, she um, finds an intelligent alien, and uh, it's just a little thing, and and uh, she raises it from a little bug, and it's what happens um, when humans and aliens come together, and it kind of questions our future in space and our future as humanity. Mm. You know, it's funny because my dad was really into space travel, into space, and really loved science fiction and aliens. Do you believe that there are aliens out there? Well, I believe that there are that uh, humans are not the only intelligent life in the in the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, who actually illustrated your book? A wonderful fellow named Chun Yung. Uh, from South Korea, mm-hmm. and uh, he just did a he he did a wonderful job of capturing um, my heroine Hetty, um, her whole persona. She's uh, uh, beautifully captured, and and uh, in the background, the planet with the lavender sky and the multiple suns. Mm-hmm. It's just really lovely and and well done. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, was it exciting meeting him and or? When you first, did you have choices or did you see 
different covers first, or did they pick it out for you? It was a total surprise, and I got to tell you, it was one of the most moving experiences of my life. Why? Um, why? We why? Did why? Not why? Know why? What <laughs> illustrators would be illustrating our stories? Uh-huh. And as a group, we were called into a room where um, all of the art was set up on easels, and uh-huh. we had to walk past each uh, piece of art and look and see which one was ours. And I, I wasn't sure at first which one was mine because I thought I knew what image would be used in in the illustration. So when I finally found it, it was just so completely overwhelming. Um, I burst into tears. I couldn't stop. They had to get me a napkin because uh, I was crying so bad. But it was just uh, um, so beautifully captured and so moving. And I think he enjoyed the fact that he had moved me so much as well. So you got to meet him, right? Yes, wonderful fellow. And uh, would you say that you'd like him to illustrate the rest of your books? I already talked to him, mm-hmm. um, you know, about, uh, you know, how he was going, what his plans are for the future. And and uh, he assured me he is um, pursuing uh, being a cover artist um, in publishing. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of his work. Right. I'd really love to have him on as well, because I think that, you know, an illustrator really changes the feel of a short story or a book. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I would certainly say that um, he captured the whole essence of the story mm-hmm. in a way that I never imagined and in a way that was far better than I could have hoped for. Mm-hmm. And um, so can you now, now that you've been a winner, you can't resubmit, can you? Oh, no, no. Um, and that that's a good thing. You know, this is a step up in the, you know, in to my next level in my career, um, you know, make room for the next winners that come through. So mm-hmm. um, I see my role as, you know, kind of cheerleader for for the next group that will come up this next year and beyond. You, we Once you win, you really want to help the other people coming along behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the great thing about the Writers of the Future of the Award is so many of the previous winners, and this contest has been going for 31 years now, mm-hmm. um, come back and either return as judges or ju- just, um, you know, s- helping and encouraging upcoming new writers not to give up, to keep going, mm-hmm. to keep learning their craft. So I'm really, actually, actually a wonderful been, legacy. I've actually been invited to come to next year's event. Uh, if I, I can't recommend strongly enough that you go. It is a great deal of fun. Mm-hmm. It's um, and I my sister came with me um, <laughs> as my guest, my sister and my niece, and I wasn't sure that they would enjoy it, but they said they had a great time. So I think that the audience does enjoy it as well. Well, actually, I'm coming as media. Oh, fabulous! <laughs> Even better. I'm a television personality as well. And um, we we do born before sixty four. That's the reason why I ask you how old you were. Are you born before sixty four? Yes. Oh, good. Well, then we'll definitely put you on the born before sixty four TV show, which is really oh, great. cool. And the the thing that I love about authors, writers, artists is we also have another TV show called Timeless Performers. So you're a timeless performer as well. Would you agree? Okay. Is that good? I I I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I'm not quite clear what a timeless performer is. Well, timeless performer is anybody that's in the creative arts. Ah, that excellent. makes sense. You know, because yes, that makes perfect sense. Authors and artists and dancers. It doesn't make any difference what your art form is. Um, it's timeless when you think about it. Yes. Yes. And um, to be able to create it, to be able to do it, um, I mean, God gives us all a lot of talent. And if we don't use it, we lose it. Okay. And, um, you know, it's it's interesting because many years ago I wrote a story for a television series that I was doing. And I had to create the story and my daughter and I did it together because I couldn't uh, use on, I had to get the rights of published works and so it was really funny because it was about a raccoon. And 
I, I mentioned it to my daughter a couple of days ago or a month ago. I can't even remember. And we just laughed because it was so cute because it was it was an effort to encourage kids uh, to write, to write stories. And they were awarded, you know, things for writing the stories into the Catherine Storybook Tree. And uh, so it's exciting to meet authors. I love to read. So I'm very anxious to read your story. Well, I hope you like it. I think I will. And uh, let me ask you what, now, now you're going to be mentoring others, right? Well, I certainly hope to, yes. And uh, tell me some of the, um, I understand that you have the luminaries of sci-fi, fantasy, and speculative fiction genres working with you as judges during the contest and workshop leaders. Who are or who were some of them? Do you remember? Well, absolutely. I mean, this has been an unforgettable experience. We had um, David Farland, um, Tim Powers, um, Mike Resnick, uh, 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 Nancy Kress. Um, of course, now that you're pinning me on this, I'm uh, uh, just about every big name in science fiction and fantasy that you can imagine. Um, uh what was the uh, most, let me ask you this question, of all the writers, is there someone that mentored you? Actually, um, there were three mentors that I mentioned in my um, acceptance speech. Um, one was David Farland, mm-hmm. who um, was the first real writing coach I had um, mm-hmm. and has continued to mentor me through the years. Um, Another one who also won the contest in its third year. Uh Um, Another one was Dean Wesley Smith, Uh who is also a judge and Uh uh, was a winner the very first year of the contest. Uh And another was Jay Lake, Uh who won the contest several years ago. He's passed away recently. Uh But all three of them are past contest winners Uh who personally, you know, paid it forward certainly in helping me improve my craft, uh-huh. and um, I'm forever grateful to them. Do you see your story being um, into an animation kind of um, movie or a movie of the future? I certainly hope so. I, I think it's, you know, uh, I, you know I, I would love to see it come to the screen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, um, how can people purchase it now? Uh, they can um, purchase the Writers of the Future, Volume 31, mm-hmm. through any major bookseller, be it um, uh, Barnes & Noble, um, Amazon, uh, Kobo. It is available both in hard copy mm-hmm. and in uh, ebook format. Mm-hmm. Also, at your independent bookstores, they will all carry it or can order it for you. Mm-hmm. So it's available anywhere you buy books. Okay, and I can't thank you enough. For joining us today, it was I, completely my pleasure, Catherine. Uh, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Don't forget to go to our website at katherineraker.com or let's just talk radio.com. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Let's Just Talk with Catherine Raker, sponsored by Ultimate Air Shuttle, the Bagwell Sealable Bag Holder, Kelsey Lee Team Expert and iMarketing on W4CY. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.